Hey everybody, welcome back to Axel Pod. Uh, I'm Gina. We've got Anne here on bass. Hello. Hey Anne. We also got Cezanne. Hi. And uh, who uh, are you? We got, <laughs> we got quite a big uh, episode planned. Um, got a big ep today, and we're gonna talk about uh, voter suppression. Uh, and voter suppression throughout the ages. Through, through the ages. <laughs> through the years. Through the ages. Right. Uh, it's not a new phenomenon, although uh, it has cropped up everywhere this election <laughs> cycle. I can't imagine why. Um, but anyway, so we wanted to give you a comprehensive view on uh, how people have made it difficult for other people to vote throughout <laughs> the years. Mm. Uh, so. It's an exciting little story. Uplifting. It is. And especially in a democracy. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> there, yeah. are, there are always people that are trying to uh, encourage people to vote. And then there's uh, always a group that are trying to discourage a very... Yeah certain group of people from voting. Yes, not even just discourage, but prohibit. Yeah, um, that's a better word. Historically, sometimes through uh, violence and mm-hmm. intimidation. Or a strongly worded pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and or guns. Yeah, either way. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. or tiki torches. <laughs> or a, a side eye. Uh, but so uh usually what i I like to do is cover the story in the news that prompted uh our topic for the week but because it is voter suppression and there is so much of it currently yeah like which article (laughs) yeah there's like so many instances of it going on right now right like to I mean, to cite just one location, I mean, w- believe me, we're going to dig into it. But I just thought, let's let's go back. Let's go back in time. Let's, uh, you know, I mean, granted, time is a flat circle. So <laughs> history isn't linear. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah. Right. We're all yeah. just going round and round. Right. But I... Uh, just for my own sake, I'm going to go back to 1867. Okay. Now, so a lot of you know um, that there have been different requirements for the vote. So, you know, at some point there were, you had to be a landowner, uh, definitely a male, definitely white. Yeah. Um, and over the years, uh, people fought for the right to vote and were granted it. But uh, as far as voter suppression... Uh, that really, really caught on, I guess, like the, the twist or the Watusi, um, (laughs) that really caught on in 1867, uh, because this is during the reconstruction and at the time, uh, and we talked about this earlier when we talked about Mm. the Southern strategy, but, uh, there was a, a federal military rule over most of the South. This is right after the Civil War. And so it offered protection um, for former slaves and it allowed them uh, to thrive during that period when the military was there. Right, yeah, it had to be federally enforced, yeah. Right. And so this is when uh, the 14th Amendment which was a Reconstruction Amendment, and it prohibited states from denying, quote, the equal protection of the laws to U.S. citizens, which included former slaves. Uh, So in 1870, the 15th Amendment was ratified, and it stated the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Which you would think is fairly clear, right? I mean, right, right. 
Again, they're not talking about women, so... I was going right. to say, that doesn't cover... Yeah, it doesn't no, cover genitals. That, yeah. Right, right. Um, I think it's understood that we can't trust women to vote, so... No. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, okay. So then, uh, when Mississippi rejoined the Union in 1870... Former slaves made up more than half of that state's population, which is shocking to me. Um, and Are you being the, sarcastic? Or no? It's, no, no, I, I didn't realize it was half oh, of the state. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a surprise or not. I don't know. I know, and I, you're right. I do trick you quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking out for the trick here. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Um, so Coming. during the yeah, so during the next decade, Mississippi sent two black US senators to Washington and elected a number of black state officials including a lieutenant governor. Ah, oh, this is great. Problem yeah, solved. Hey. Right. Uh, you know, conditions uh for former slaves uh improved because they had representation. And, imagine, uh, imagine that. And as we know, story's over. Everything worked out fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody was fair about it. Everybody sort of accepted it as like a forward progression of like how humanity behaves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and when people saw that 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 people who had uh, endured hundreds of years of oppression, when they finally got a chance... Uh, to live their lives as they chose, and they were really flourishing. Nobody objected to it. They were uh, like, they, "Bravo, fellow humans! This is how it should be." Oh wow! Like it's this a is, new it's a new day for you. Yeah, and we support your growth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, we just fought a war trying to <laughs> stop that. But yeah, whatever. no, actually, and I was being sarcastic <laughs> yeah. because yeah. that's uh, there's no. the trick. There's yeah, the that, there's the trick. I set you up for it. <laughs> so, but this all changed bom, 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 when uh, Reconstruction ended in 1877 and federal troops withdrew from the old Confederacy. Mm-hmm. And so <sighs> in 1890, Mississippi held a convention to write a new state constitution. Um, and the white leaders of the convention were clear about their intentions we came here to exclude the Negro. Okay, well, right. that's... So this was, yeah. It's um, a disappointing turn. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it might, they may not use that terminology, but it, it's still happening, so... Right. There were also two Supreme Court cases, like, okay, so, like you said, the voting, voting rights, um, 15th Amendment voting rights to black men almost immediately there's challenges to those rights um there was an enforcement act of 1970 and that was 1870 i mean 1870 which was in barring individuals from denying black people the right to vote um five years later that was ruled unconstitutional so it's unconstitutional to stop people from preventing black men voting do you see oh. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's nice. Um, that same year, there's United States versus Cruikshank, and Cruikshank led a mob. Um, there was a massacre of over 100 black men uh, in 1873. So the, the men who were convicted of violating the 1870 Enforcement Act, and that's the act that says you can't stop black men from voting so they were in violation of that right by by killing them they were in violation of of it um anyway so they they appealed um saying that it was it was aimed at the clan violence so anyway those guys of the massacre appealed and the court sided with them saying um that the rights that they violated were not enforceable so they had the right to bear arms basically so, so you see like uh, like within 5 years and that's just yeah 5 years after and who i mean 
already you've got all this violence. And then Supreme Court cases saying, well, we don't really like the 15th Amendment either. <laughs> so, so, so it was you can't be prevented from voting, but you can't be prevented pr- from preventing people from voting either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this okay. is uh, definitely a turning point because this is this is when we start seeing strategies that we associate with the Jim Crow era. Right. This is where they sort of uh, are seated. No, I just want to set it up for a general thing. We're talking about the former Confederate states rewriting their constitutions, their Mm -hmm. own constitutions, right? Right. Okay. Uh, The most formidable voting barrier that was put into the state constitution was the literacy test. It required a person seeking to register to vote, um, read a section of the state constitution and explain it to the county clerk (laughs) who processed voter registration. I'm sure there was a really objective way for the county clerk to decide whether they explained it well, right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, <laughs> it wasn't the- left up to like somebody's maybe perhaps biased discretion, right? Well, uh, it's made clear that the clerk was always white. Oh, well. And they decided whether a citizen was literate or not. Um, so the literacy test, uh, it excluded 60% of voting age black men, and it excluded almost all black men because the clerk would select complicated technical passages for them to interpret. By contrast, the clerk would pass whites by picking simple sentences in the state constitution for them to explain. Mm-hmm. And then we also yeah, have the grandfather what is, clause. What does it mean when it says, the state of Mississippi declares... <laughs> Right. I mean, it was I don't it was biased. I I would think you could you could say that pretty confidently yeah. that it was biased. Doesn't doesn't sound fair at all. And you're familiar with the grandfather clause, yeah. right, Anne? Yeah. You about wanna... yeah. Um, that was where people whose ancestors had not voted in the 1860 election were excluded <laughs> from voting. So, who couldn't vote in 1860? But if you think about it, and I and I think that this is comparable to what's happening now because it, what problem was the justification? Like, what what problem was this the answer to? So the answer being that you know to save ourselves to save ourselves from what. We're going to make sure that only people whose grandfathers voted should be allowed to vote. So, right. It really doesn't seem like any outcome could be. It's like it's orchestrated to institutionalize uh, white supremacy and racism. Oh, yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you what hit the we nail know. on the head there. That's what we know. But there, there's yeah. always an excuse. What was like their the excuse? Oh, I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, that happens now where they're ans- they're giving a solution for problems that don't exist. For right. example. Yeah. Um, oh, like voter fraud. That's voter the fraud. big, yeah. big exactly. myth. Exactly. The myth of yes. voter fraud. So, uh, oh, and also you're going to recognize this from the literacy test. With voter fraud, um, there are certain IDs that are accepted for example, uh, your concealed carry license. Yeah, right. I, I found that out. That in Texas, I don't know if it's other states too, but you can show your gun license and yeah. vote. You, but, but you know what they won't accept? Your student ID. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so concealed carry, yes. <laughs> student ID, no. <laughs> um, so as you can see, the... It's like they're they're choosing their own voting pool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not quite the, the not veil. The veil is so thin. 
<laughs> right. Gossamethin. Yes. Like the wings of a fairy. But a wisp. It's but, but a wisp. But a whisper of a suggestion. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, Mississippi cut the percentage of black voting age men registered to vote for more than 90% during the Reconstruction <laughs> yeah. to less than 6% wow. by 1892. Well, mission accomplished. Right. And these measures were copied by most of the other states in the South. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I just wanted to... So yeah. Mississippi kind of provided like the the blueprint plan, like here's how you do it, folks. Right, like Mississippi yeah. is like the original vampire. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like there's always like the father or mother like, of a yeah. Stat. The one that has like extra powers just because it's so ancient. Oh, That's right. right. Yeah. And yeah. they're the most powerful. And then it makes other vampires. Yeah. Alabama, Florida, etc. <laughs> Cool. But um yeah, and so that's you know, through through the Jim Crow era and leading up to the civil rights movement. Um I just wanted to get those bullet points out of the way. No, that's imp- those are that's important to set up. Uh where Right, we're right, going. right. Yeah. And so I think like right now we could cover the Voting Rights Act. Right. Let me back up. So we've got we've got the Fifteenth Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. Ninety yeah. ninety five years later, we've got an act to enforce the Fifteenth Amendment. I thought I thought the <laughs> what you're talking about the Cruikshank case. They said that it could not be enforced. Well, I I guess what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that I feel like that was a disingenuous argument at the time because. <laughs> Essentially, the Voting Rights Act was a way to enforce. That was it, that's explicitly explicitly what's it what it's for, yeah. right? Is okay. to enforce the amendment, which you would think it's an amendment. It should already it be being enforced. Need extra legislation to enforce it? <laughs> we right. need it now. It's almost a hundred years later. Oh God! This we still just can't seem to get this amendment going. You know, <laughs> if only. So, I mean, so yeah. it actually took um, a a Gandhi like civil rights movement, <laughs> right, to inspire any sort of enforcement or legislation that would re- that would allow people to engage in the democratic process even though they were given those rights over a hundred years ago right right. yeah the voting act voting rights act was passed in 1965 okay and you've got provisions like prohibiting states from um making the right to vote that you have to speak that you have to be speak English to vote. Right. Um, right. They are talk about the poll tax. I mean, they're addressing like the poll tax, the test saying right. all yeah. these things explicitly and, um, and even creating a formula to identify specific States and jurisdictions that cannot make changes to their voting like policy procedures without a legal case or federal okays. Right. Well, right. like one of yeah. those um one of those uh methods was that if in a state um in the areas where less than 50% of the non-white population had not registered to vote um it authorized the U.S. Attorney General to investigate what may be going on. Right. Right. That Are there is, is there maybe something keeping people from being right. able to be registered? Gotta, yeah. Right. Right. And um, so. Yeah. But I mean, the position we're on now. I mean, our Attorney General is Jefferson Sessions, who. 
Was Jefferson no. Jefferson Beauregard <laughs> Sessions? That's Is that right. a Sessions to which you refer? <laughs> That's the very one. The very gentleman I speak of. Right, oh. yeah. Because, yeah. The Voting and Rights Act. You may be familiar yeah. uh, with his... Uh, he was charged in 1986 with... Uh, Voter suppression in Alabama? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Jefferson Beauregard? Yes, the very same gentleman is Jefferson Beauregard. Um, And, yes, so uh, (laughs) Martin Luther King's widow uh, was moved, in fact, to write a letter against him being promoted. Yeah, I I, I think I recall seeing that letter. Yeah, well... Fairly widely circulated. Elizabeth Warren tried to read it, and that's when the... Ah! She persisted. She persisted. That's correct, (laughs) yes. So, um, so we were talking about the areas that could not change their laws without, like, federal oversight. Yeah. That's right. Where... What... What particular areas might those have been? <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it uh-huh. wasn't the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and okay, this is we're getting into one of my favorite favorite parts about. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1965, the the act you've got it, at, um, and it starts out, you know, with states like. Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Virginia. And then there can also okay. be like okay. counties, like specific counties, like counties in North Carolina. Um, now, originally, the act only set up these this like um, procedure of like identifying states that had problems. <laughs> um, yeah. To only that it would only last for five years, okay? Because um, surely by then they, yeah. they'd start so, so ni- themselves. So 1970 rolls around, and um, they're like, oh, whoa, uh, we're going to re- renew them another five years. 1975, they renew them another seven years. 1982, okay. they're like, Okay, we're, we're going to renew it 25 years. <laughs> there you go. This is there taking a while. Once again, it's taken almost 100 years for voting rights to actually be enforced. And then in 2006, they renewed it another 25 years. Oh so God. as you can see, it's... um. It needs constant enforcement, like constant. Oh, wait a second! Wait no, a second! No, no, no. Wait! I thought, I thought, who was it? Which justice recently said that surely they don't need that anymore? Are it was go- Roberts. Well, here's the thing: it didn't nullify it. It it specifically goes towards that section of the Voting Rights Act. Section, right. The the formula in Section Four B. That determines the jurisdictions covered in Section Five. <laughs> oh wow! Well, essentially, I went on. <laughs> it, it, but if you were if you were trying to communicate in a way that people understood it, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. it would mean that uh, states that had to report changes, right? Uh, because they had been identified as suppressing yeah. the vote in the past. Right. They no longer had to submit those changes right. to the attorney general. Right. They, and it just so happened yeah. that the very day that decision <laughs> yeah. was made, yeah. several Southern states uh, had changes that they already had written up. Oh, yeah. It was like immediate. It was like, whoa. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about the case we should probably name the case, right? Shelby County yeah. Shelby, versus Shelby Holder. Shelby versus Holder. Right. 2000, 2013. Yeah. Um, Justice John Roberts wrote that discrimination still exists, but not sufficiently to warrant the extraordinary remediation measures that the act imposed on the states of the former Confederacy. It's exhausting. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's still discrimination, but it's better 
So we don't need to like do anything about it anymore, which is sort of akin to like of like saying like, you know, like, I mean, there are instances of polio out there. Okay. Right. yeah. Yeah. There's still some polio, but it's not bad enough that we need to actually vaccinate against it anymore. Right. Right. Because that's too extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. It is a terrible idea, though, because uh, that's how you get a comeback of polio. Well, the equivalent being is that they still haven't passed uh, legislation to ensure that men and women uh, have equal rights. Like, they get paid the same for the same work. Yeah. Uh, And the reason that they haven't is because, as we know, when we celebrate Murphy Brown Day um, (laughs) every year, is that sexism no longer exists. So to legislate it, you know, would be an undue burden. Like like we we were talking about, it's just so exhausting. Well, it might exist, but it exists to a lesser extent because people don't talk about it overtly anymore. Well, but, you know, like I said, it's just to require people to allow people to engage in democracy or make sure that they're not being discriminated against on gender. Or just, you know, to look over their shoulder so much. God, I must feel icky. That's what I mean. It's it's exhausting. It's intrusive. (laughs) To have to have somebody watching you to make sure you do the right thing. By your citizens. Well, and like, they, yeah. my brother's keeper? Back <laughs> off, federal government. The, they claimed it was based on an old formula, like old from the 60s, you know? Right, like, because, yeah, but, you know, because like so much has changed, everything's fit. Just like your axe. But I do think <laughs> I, 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 I've encountered this quite a bit on social media where there are people... And I have a feeling they're quite young. I can't prove it. But they are absolutely convinced that sexism and racism don't exist. Now, is it because they've never been in a position to experience it? Yes. Um, I mean, that makes me so angry. I I can't even handle it. Yeah. Um, Unarmed. Okay. You know what? Mm. Yeah, because what I was going to say was that mm. it's so a, angry. No, I know. But the strategy behind that is, is that if it does not exist, we do not have to address it. Right. And we don't have to change our behavior in any way. Right. Mm. Sorry, that's not a thing. That's not a thing anymore. So it's, di- it, again, it's a disingenuous Right, Argument. because because here's what happens as soon as you take that away. There are uh, 99 bills designed yeah. to diminish voter access introduced yeah. last year in 31 state legislatures. Yeah. 99 bills. I mean, 99. like... To make it harder for it's people. Am- it's amazing. It's amazing. You take one down, right? You pass it around. They had them already drafted. <laughs> they yeah they they had them in their back pockets, just waiting <laughs> right. to slap them down in, in, in a file folder on their home on their uh, screen marked. You know, can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Shelby versus Holder. <laughs> well, it was just like, you know, in, in 2010, it, just being so very prepared uh, for redistricting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those maps, those <laughs> those carefully constructed maps did not just appear. It takes a long, long time to slice up communities with that sort of precision. Yeah. Right. (laughs) The software already existed, which makes me think (laughs) that it was uh, bubbling in the imagination. (laughs) Some think tanks involved. I mean, to to a degree, you you have to admire 
the uh, the amount of work that goes in the commitment to commitment passion 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 for denying people their rights i'm so committed to silencing uh voices oh my god so committed i'm so into it to holding on to my power because you know in poll after poll after poll the majority of americans are are fairly socially liberal and they support things like protecting reproductive rights and, you know, uh, sensible gun control. And yet, the our representatives uh, are overwhelmingly conservative. So right. how is it that the if the population believes one way, our representation would look right. yeah. an entire? And they're they are not following the will of the people because again, if only because they're not actually getting the the voted in by the people, right? Yeah, I I read a quote by Kemp from Georgia. Mm. What's his name? Brian, good old Brian Kemp. Oh, he's a peach. Oh yeah, what a peach, (laughs) Georgia peach. You know the Democrats are working hard and all these stories about them, registering all these minority voters that are out there and others sitting on the sidelines. If they can do that, they can win these elections, da, 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 you know, goes on. Yeah. But, um, oh, wow, you sound kind of scared. No wonder mm-hmm. you've – in 2015, he did a criminal investigation into a, a, pro, a voter, like – organization that was trying to enroll voters like when I, i'm gonna need your a crim- criminal investigation your records <laughs> well yeah. actually that's a that's a very important story i'd like to visit i'm glad that you okay brought it up. so uh what i all of this is the setup for what's happening right now i mean this very second uh yeah and so you're bringing up uh, the old Georgia Peach, yeah. um, Brian Kemp. And by the way, he's one of two secretaries of state are also running for governor. And so it's secretary the, of state that is essentially the umpire or the referee of elections. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're calling the game their own game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is this fair? Uh, let me just. Yes, it let is. Let me ask it's myself. Um, is this legal? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. what the other team's doing legal? No, it's not. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Because I say so. If you had LeBron as the referee of his own game, for example, would he call fouls against himself? I don't know. I mean, he's a pretty good guy. He might. Seems like an outstanding I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a reason that you're supposed to have an unbiased. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's a it's a it's a fairly basic principle of fair play that you don't get to call. Okay. It was in 2012 um, that uh, the Asian American Legal Advocacy Center in Atlanta discovered that many of its clients who were naturalized citizens Mm -hmm. were not on the voter rolls despite having registered. Right. The group raised the issue with Kemp's office, and in a show of raw intimidation, Kemp ordered an investigation questioning the methods that the organization had used to register new voters. Right. Right. And then, and this is what you were talking about, in 2014, Kemp investigated the New Georgia Project, a voter registration initiative that Abrams had run. And that is Stacey Abrams. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Who is running for governor (laughs) against Kemp right now. Can I just say, just watching the two of them debating each other, I just... Don't you don't understand. Know, you, don't, you don't know who to side with. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I don't know how you could watch those two people up there and not just. I don't know how you could come out. I don't know how you can be torn about which side is being like. 
has integrity and is trying to help people. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, it's because you're part of the loony left. Yeah, right. And, you know, most Americans are centrists, and it's the fringe element. It's ruining it for everybody. And if you were a centrist, you you could really be torn between... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. When you say it that way... Yeah. I mean, I, I only hope that he will fight as hard for the Georgians he likes... As he does against democratic engagement. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Good point. There. (laughs) Just yesterday, there uh, there was an article that a U.S. district judge. Did y'all see this? Um, They ordered. They they ruled against the Georgia election law, like the exact match law. Well, and that's the other thing. So. there are 34 states that have just within the past six and seven years required a photo ID. Yeah. Um, So, of course, that makes it difficult for, let's say, people that don't drive, don't have a driver's license, or don't have a passport. If you have public transportation, you wouldn't need to get... And uh, some of the other methods. Yeah. And some of the other states, like we were talking about Kansas. uh, Oh, I think I know where you're going with this one. One of the things that they do is uh, you have to make sure that the voting rolls are current, right? So if somebody's died, they'll eliminate their names off of the rolls. And one of the things they've done is that if people haven't voted in a while they'll take their name off the... So it's the use it or lose it policy. (laughs) That seems fair, right? I mean... Clearly they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Your voting record... According to your voting record, the only (laughs) assumption I can make is that you're dead and you're... you're, Or that you never, ever want to vote again. (laughs) Right. Or that you've moved. Or I don't know what it is, but... Probably dead, though. (laughs) But yeah, you're, you're crowding up our list... I, Listen, we I like to keep so a nice tight list. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: like, there's 76 printed pages, but like your name pushes it to 77, yeah. and so it right. Can, yeah. It's really messing with the formatting. We don't want right. to change the margins. We're not going to change the font size. No, because then it's Stop illegible. It. I mean, I tried it, and well, and there are standards. You know, st- there, there's it's house. You know. House rules. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to, um, again, just to, uh, again, like, live my dream of being a substitute teacher. Again, wanted to just go through a list of oh, yeah. voter suppression techniques. Issues. You tell me if they seem familiar to you or not. Yeah. Um, there is voter caging, which is the process of sending mail to addresses and if they show up to vote, but they had not responded to the mail, then their vote would be challenged. Mm. Um, the, bis- the biggest example of this was the Republicans in New Jersey who sent out thousands of letters to black and Latino communities. Specifically. in um, like, you know, that history the history that they've done that before where people well, the clan actually oh yeah. uh they dropped out flyers which is taking a two. page from the plan the the clan book right so it lying flyers is number two but the the clan did this over uh oklahoma which uh had uh, quite a bit of violence at the time against um the black community but they essentially made it sound as if you went to the polls, and if you weren't qualified to vote, that you will be prosecuted for it. Oh, so. God. So it's a criminal act. If you, un- if you, un- <laughs> yeah. And they would even sort of insinuate that if anybody in your family had been uh, convicted of a crime and you vote, that that somehow was voter fraud, which mm. of course is not true. Cool. I mean, this is like this is like the level of like scam like calls, you know, of like you've won a trip, you well, know. I'm glad you said that, Anne, because that's number three. Oh, yeah, okay. 
robocalls. Uh, last year, in fact, um, Paul Schurich, a former campaign manager of an ex-Republican, again, if you're seeing a theme here, please yeah. don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyway, the... Uh, the Republican governor of Maryland, Bob Ehrlich, was convicted of ordering 2010 robocalls aimed at black voters again, implying that they could stay home and relax because the Democratic candidate, Martin O'Malley, had already won. So, um, oh, okay. that's so can disgusting. I just say something about the, um, the, you know, lying about you could be prosecuted for voting? Yeah. Actually, uh, in 2016 in Texas, a, a woman was uh, sentenced to five years in jail for voting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's because right. she had just gotten out of... Oh. She had like just gotten out of prison for a felony con- conviction. And I, she, on a, I mean, she just said she didn't realize that she wasn't allowed to vote. Right. So, But she did. And how dare she? So she... Oh, is this yeah. is it appropriate to bring up the fact that Brock Turner only served three months in jail for rape? Right. At this point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because she's... um, it, well, here's the deal. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Brock Turner was a really good swimmer. Yeah. Oh God, I totally forgot also about that. he was white. <laughs> nah. Well, if she was a, an Olympic level athlete, surely, yeah, it would have made a difference. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, the other, uh, one of the other tactics is, uh, felon disenfranchisement, which is what you were talking about. And, um, the newly elected governors of Florida, Virginia, and Iowa quickly moved to reinstate voting restrictions for felons, which, and I think you'll be surprised to learn disproportionately. Wait, wait, don't say it. Yeah. Affects white collar uh, felonies, right? Like um, securities fraud and stuff like that. Is that what Actually, you mean? No, no, no. It's um, it's a uh, uh, black and Latino voters. Oh, and so a lot of the things that we've already talked about—the voter ID laws, voter purges, oh, menacing billboards. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Yeah, but it's I mean, just I'm not that, surprised. But we touched on it. But it said like voter fraud is a felony. Oh so, right, like and so, they would they yeah. would put it in like low income communities where the police presence is everywhere, and they're already frightened of. Um, and also, there's poll watchers. Um, or security forces that are meant to protect the ballot box. Again, it's old-fashioned intimidation. Yeah. Also, uh, closing down polling sites. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought uh, that up. That's a pretty pretty big one. Kansas, in particular, has yeah. been under a, a bit of scrutiny. What, because, and why is that? Well, they... Um, they had like one single polling place, I think, and it was Dodge, for City. Dodge City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. And then didn't they sort of move it? I feel like <laughs> they. I feel like they probably moved it like right out of town. It's they outside. Sure yeah. Oh, yeah. Outside of the town, and there's a which makes sense. There's not a a way to get to it if you don't no. have a vehicle right yeah the bus, there's no the bus lines don't run out there yeah there's no infrastructure whatsoever there is no public building that can serve as a polling site except the place 20 minutes out of town guys yeah well i mean <laughs> it nobody nowhere does it does it specifically say that your voting place right. has, has to be in, in your yeah? yeah. It no. just right. you would just think you would just think that um, listen, voting places would be located within a community. Listen, if that's what if that's what you wanted, you should have made a law about it. Check and mate, gotcha. Right. We're gonna move it right out of town, yeah. right? And we're only gonna have one. 
Right. So unless you can, unless you have an employment situation where you can pretty much take the entire day off to wait in line, then from what yeah. I I'm sorry, maybe just get a better job. Yeah. yeah, and you know, well, I mean, granted, there are countries that make voting day a holiday specifically. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's that sounds like socialism. That sounds, that sounds like socialism to me. Hey, government, get out of my business. Right. Don't tell me when to not go to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other to thing participate. is, uh, <laughs> yeah. in uh, Dodge City, I-, I believe that each voting uh, or each polling station represents around like 4,000, 4,500 people. Yeah, right. Dodge City. Pretty easy. Only has one, and it represents over twelve thousand people. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's going to be a fun time. Is yeah. there anything that makes Dodge City different than the surrounding communities? I. It's about. I mean, I have a guess. That yeah, well, it's kind of a trick question because uh, it's actually one of the only um, Latino majority yeah. ah, cities yep. in all of Kansas. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, that, that was good. That was actually going to be my guess. Oh, shit. Well, sorry. Thanks I for knew it, actually. Thunder. I knew it. It was in my notes. <sighs> Look, I didn't have to guess, miss. It was in my in my notes. I would have gotten that too. right. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Damn I, it. I'm just kidding. I, I stole that glory for myself. It's okay. <laughs> we'll give it to you. Thanks, buddy. Um... But yeah, so this is, and then we we've actually mentioned before that in North Dakota, there was an issue where oh yeah street addresses were valid, and that's I mean they they're getting they're getting away with it. Yeah, yeah, the court ruled in their favor. So yep. yeah, I, that oh, and that goes back. That's another theme that I've seen in these cases is there's a lot of. Well, it's too close to the election day exactly. to actually yes. m- make this right. Oh, I love that. Listen, we don't want to stir things up when it's so close to the election. That might yeah. call that might call into a question yeah. the election integrity. Yeah, except for for like North Dakota, it's there there was a they passed the law in 2016. Which was right. Okay, and then they won. I wonder who they was won the ch- appeal. Yeah, and then they rewrote it to basically do the same thing to disenfranchise American Indians. Right, and then that got, you know, challenged. Um, challenged, and then so okay. now it's like their excuse is, well, it's too close. We, we that law's fine well, because and it's too close to to change. Because it. listen, listen. <laughs> have challenged to like, like a, an issue with voter integrity only comes when you might accidentally be allowing too many people to vote it's definitely not a problem when you're excluding people from the vote right yeah that's the that's the rule that's like <laughs> that's the rule if, we made up yeah if yeah. you had to guess would you think that there are more people who are voting fraudulently than there are people who are prohibited from voting that uh, are in fact eligible. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think, yeah. Voter fraud is this that that's a whistle. Yes, it thing. is. It's like that's what well, illegal immigrants are voting. Yeah, that caravan is coming, right? The caravan is coming so yeah. that they can vote. Right. They're going they're all going to Dodge City. That's why they moved it out of town. Yeah, they're all walking to that polling place. Stupid. Well, and to if if we can't even get people to actually vote. Right. What are the odds that somebody is going to go through the motions of assuming an identity of dead people so they can scoot around the counties? Yeah, people and try are to so sway elections. motivated. 
Right. People are so motivated to give it commit voter fraud that what what does the what's the percentage? I mean, I know Texas is abysmal, but like overall, do you do we know the percentage of people who actually vote? Yeah, it's I mean, like, it's, is it it's like thirty percent? Yeah, it's different by. I think in Texas, I think it's twenty seven percent, but we are the we're least. No, yeah, we're fifty. We're number fifty. Of for what? For uh, voter turnout. Of voter turnout. Oh. Yeah. Well, it uh, looks like the intimidation tactics work in a lot of places. Well, and yeah. I also think the the problem with and and this isn't necessarily just a red state thing, but I you know people feel that even if they do vote for a candidate they believe in, it's so red that right that their vote won't count. And I think that you know. In Texas, even though in the capitals or in Austin, you'd have thousands, hundreds of thousands of vote for a Democratic candidate, that rural vote is going to cancel it out. Except, yeah. but, the, but the state doesn't go by electoral college. No, but it's there's all just enough, so there's enough like, people who live in small towns in, in Texas. Well, but then you look at, I mean, Houston, the fourth largest city in the country... If it yeah. has record turnout, yeah, it, I right. mean, it could cancel out count count counties in East Texas, right? High ver- high voter this is my dream. in urban this is areas. My dream. Could, sorry, could sorry, Liberty County, Texas. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that I know that I'm Tuesday night. I'm going to be just. Uh, I'm going to make some popcorn. Wait, Anne, is something and... happening on Tuesday? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, God. I'm not nervous at all. I've, I'm, yeah. I honestly what? haven't heard. It, is it Murphy Brown Day? <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's that's in March. Oh, okay, okay. When we celebrate, again, Murphy Brown Day is the day that we celebrate um, when uh, misogyny died. So yeah. <laughs> the end of... Gender inequality. Right. Oh, what a glorious day. Um, and I'm so, getting my hair feathered and highlighted <laughs> this year. I still, I still, what's going on? You were asking what is special about Tuesday. It's in fact not Murphy Brown Day, uh, but it is the day that the nation goes to the polls. Oh. Yeah, it's voting day. It's election day. That'll be fun for oh, everybody. Oh, God. And I'm just going to calmly sit. <laughs> sit and watch. Home yeah. And go about my day like like nothing is happening. I already voted, but. Yeah, I already voted, but. I'm not yeah. worried. It's the. I'm it's, not worried. I'm not scared. It's that evening uh, watching the news where it's like, okay, early, the early, here's what's in now, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to have every device on a different channel. And um, <laughs> I won't get off the toilet because I'll have anxiety <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. And um, I'll either go into a very dark depression that medicine and or therapy will not get me out of. Right. Or if you exercise your right to vote. Yeah. Um, and we're successful. I will be so happy. <laughs> I don't know how I could contain that joy. Keep yes. keep Gina off the toilet. Yeah, yeah, keep me off the toilet, please. Well, she's gonna be on the toilet either way, but at least yeah, at the fair end point. of that journey, a joyous one. Yes, I will be. Versus... I will be reborn and renewed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do want to see. We only want one kind of purging Tuesday. What? (laughs) I did want to say that, you know, if you are eligible to vote and you don't feel like it's a big deal, could you at least vote for people who fought so desperately hard and long to, um, to access the vote, whether yeah. you're a person of color or women, 
Um, you know, there Vote. are people that their personal safety, even their lives, they sacrificed in order to get access to democracy and the very least that you could do to honor them is to vote yeah and also you know even if you kind of feel like you know whatever happens you'll probably be okay maybe you could just i mean maybe you could just vote for the people who are vulnerable you know right. go out there and you know it's kind of it'll take some time out of your day but i'll bet you'll feel good you know it's worth voting, it voting for people who who uh I mean I hope it's have a, it. have a, have a lot to lose. You know, I wasn't going to mention this before, but I did speak to God in a dream. Did you? And he told <gasps> no. me that if you vote for progressive candidates, you will go to heaven. Oh, <laughs> regardless of whatever else you've done in your life, you will be forgiven and your grandmother will have lasagna waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, when you arrive in heaven for eternal bliss. So, well, I mean, when you think about it, did Jesus want to keep people from voting? No, no. <laughs> did Jesus want to keep people from access to healthcare, education? No. In fact, he cured people, if I remember correctly. I think, and I think he fed of people polio. too. That sounds a lot like socialism. Whew. Well, that's um, a that's a debate for another day. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I had a dream. Oh, I had a. I did really have a dream where I was at a baseball game and the national anthem was playing or singing, and everybody <laughs> stayed seated. Oh. It was it was awesome. Your dream heart. It was sore. like everybody was like, "Yeah, f it." <laughs> That would this- be your dream. <laughs> I, had a, I had a dream where I had a hot tub full of chocolate. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, okay. Rock right. the vote, as MTV used to say. Yeah, rock the vote. Vote or die, as Diddy used to say. <laughs> So, all right, well, thanks for coming on this journey. As you can tell, it we are upset by it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we just want people to be able to participate in our demo- democratic processes. And uh, all of them, all of them, and uh, everyone. Well. Yeah, okay, everyone, everyone. You have to say everyone, Gina. I mean, sure, sure, sure. It's the right thing to do. I mean, look, if I'm just saying, like, if you find Tucker Carlson super compelling, maybe just stay at home and finish the program. (laughs) Tucker Carlson. Finish your program. Finish the program. (laughs) And watch the next one. You're pregnant or something you like. Make it a day. You know, treat yourself. <laughs> You're going to agree with so much. It's going to be really affirming to you. Really affirming. Just. So, but anyway, yeah. So, th- again, thanks for, for listening. And, uh, you know, please, please vote. Yeah, and, uh, do it. Vote. All right. And okay. we shall see you soon. Yeah. And we'll know. We'll know something next we time. We'll know. And, um, that just oh, and depending, a surge of adrenaline, yeah. right? And depending on the way that it goes, uh, <laughs> next yeah. episode is going to be really interesting. So yeah. it's going to be extreme in tone, either way. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll either record it in our bunker. Or, uh, <laughs> Yeah, thinking about future me that knows what happened is <laughs> making me really uncomfortable right now. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we better okay. say goodbye. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. All right, well, it was good to see all of you again. And thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. All right. See you next week, guys. Okay, bye then. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.